This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. We had the idea for Hilma because we were all kind of hanging out and, and I wasn't feeling well. And I said, oh, I, I feel like I have a cold coming on. Like, do you guys have anything? And one of my co-founder, Nina, pulled out an immune support packet that I'm sure is sort of ubiquitous these days. It's like bright orange. It has terrible branding. There's a ton of sugar in it. And we just kind of had this moment of like, why do you have that product? Like we have, we're all people who buy organic food and buy, you know, the clean Mrs. Myers products and clean skincare and all of that. But then when it came to our medicine cabinets, we were still reaching for these products that really hadn't evolved in like decades. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast. I am so excited to be here. I'm recording this in Miami, and I'm back in Florida. I feel like I need to do a check-in every single episode because I have been traveling. I've been going back and forth. I've been going, you know, in and out of <laughs> out of my apartment, and it's been really nice. It's been weird being able to travel and being able to travel frequently and, you know, staying for a weekend and then going somewhere else and then going out. And I don't know, it's just, it's been a very, very good, weird feeling. And I am here for it. I'm very, very excited for it. So I'll be doing a check-in every week. I'll be like, here I am this week, but this week I am in Florida and I'm excited to be here because the weather is beautiful out. It was supposed to rain today, but it's been nothing but sun. So it's been really, really great. And I've just learned that you never trust the forecast here. You just never trust it. I'm actually going to Mexico next week and it says thunderstorms every single day that I'm there. But I hope that Mexico or Cancun, I should say, is kind of similar to South Florida where it says it's going to thunderstorm and then it just never does. Or if it does, it rains for an hour because the percent chance is 30 to 40% chance of rain. So I'm really hoping that we get good weather and that maybe it just rains like in the morning or at night or something like that, because that would just really be unfortunate if (laughs) it was raining the entire time that we were there. So crossing my fingers that it doesn't. But anyways, welcome back to the podcast. I have been learning so much from the guests that we've had on recently, and I feel like the content has been really valuable, and you guys have also felt that way. I've been reading your DMs. I've been reading the reviews. They are so, so kind, so thank you so much. I'm so glad that you've been loving the guests and kind of the switch up with like, you know, the new intro, the new cover art. I'm now signed with a network, and I feel like it's been going amazing, so Thank you guys for noticing and for saying how professional it sounds now. That means so much to me. But this week is no different. We are speaking with Lily Galef, who is one of the founders of Hilma. And I have been on the hunt for some natural remedies that actually work for so long. And 
personally, I just don't like taking over-the-counter medicine all the time. I don't like putting chemicals into my body that is unnecessary or that I don't necessarily have to. And while I'm obviously not against medicine at all, I just think that there are so many natural things that we can do that will fix, you know, an issue that we're having, like a stomach ache or a headache, and we don't necessarily need, you know, an over-the-counter medicine for it. So I am so excited to talk to you guys about Hilma and also to have Lily, which is one of the founders on the show. If you guys didn't know, I have incredibly bad stomach pain, like randomly, like I will get very, very, very bloated. I get indigestion. I have gas buildup and it's just so painful. I've had to go to the hospital multiple times for it and it's been, it's been really bad. You know, I've had really bad stomach issues and I always feel like I have the most sensitive stomach and everything makes me have a stomach ache. Like if I'm sitting down for too long, I will get a stomach ache and it's going to be like an unbearable pain that I'm like hunched over. And I, I don't know, it's just my intestines down there are just, I think a little funky because they're always causing me a lot of pain and discomfort. And moral of the story, I'm not just talking about my stomach pain, but Hilma is one of the only things that actually works. And this is not sponsored at all, but they have an upset stomach pill. And anytime I I feel myself getting bloated, anytime I know I'm eating something that, you know, might make my stomach feel a little more sensitive. Anytime that I feel that stomach pain coming on, I just take one of the Hilma upset stomach pills and it is a miracle worker. Within 30 minutes, I don't have that discomfort anymore. And I swear this sounds like a commercial, but it's just because I'm so excited that a product actually works because I used to use GasX a lot and GasX would work sometimes and sometimes it didn't. But as of now, I mean, Hilma has been working amazing and I have no complaints about it. And I just love that it's actually a natural remedy. So very, very happy that I found Hilma. And then I was so excited and I was fangirling when I got to interview Lily. I definitely recommend you checking it out. I also wanted to fill you in on what's been kind of going on. I wanted to do a little feels over reels segment and kind of talk to you about something that I'm probably going to get a little emotional about, not on the podcast, but maybe when it happens. So I am going to Romania for the very first time. If you didn't know, the EU opened the borders to Americans, which is really exciting. And I, for Father's Day, I actually booked a plane ticket for my dad and I to go to Romania. So I think it's going to be a whole family affair but my gift to him was his plane ticket and I'm really excited. We're going to go sometime in August and I have never been to Romania. My dad left the country when he was 18 years old. So he has been in the United States since then. And I'm excited to kind of go back to where he's from and to see, see where he grew up and see what, what it was like, like how he grew up and, you know, the small town that he came from and go to a country where I speak the language. And it's, I don't want to say it's like, oh, it's my people or anything like that. But you know, it's, it's kind of, you feel that connection and I'm just excited because I've never been. So my dad is from Romania. My mom is from Honduras. I have been to Honduras plenty of times. I've been, I think like 10 times probably. I used to go a lot. I'm very close to my cousins there, but I've never been to Romania, which is crazy. So very excited. Um, My dad is from a small town called Timisoara there, and I believe it's on the border of Hungary and Romania. So we're going to go see that. We're going to go see a lot of different sites. I've been getting a lot of recommendations from you guys on Instagram. So if any of you are Romanian, please DM me and let me know the places to go and the things to see. been screenshotting a ton of your recommendations already, but super pumped about that. And 
I feel like it's going to be a really, really cool experience. Like it's definitely going to be a trip that I will remember forever. So that's one of my little feels over reels. And something I'm very, very grateful for is of course, just open travel. And the fact that the world is slowly going back to normal, especially the country, I would say like the United States, I feel like has pretty much opened up completely and it's getting back to normal, which is really, really exciting. But like I said earlier, I feel like I have been learning so much from interviewing all of our recent guests and Lily is no different. She's one of the founders of Hilma, which is a company dedicated to developing natural remedies that are supported by science and only use powerful quality herbs and minerals. All of their products are clinically backed, third-party tested, and doctor-formulated, which I think is crucial because a lot of people are very anti-natural remedy because they think that it's a bunch of like BS, you know, they think it's, oh, no, it doesn't actually work. It actually does. Hilma has a board of doctors when it comes to developing their products, and it's also clinically tested, which I think is super, super important whenever you're dealing with any natural remedy or medication. Since the pandemic, I have been taking my health very seriously. I mean, I feel like I've been paying so much more attention to the vitamins that I've been taking, the supplements I've been taking, just my overall health. I mean, I feel like it's, if anything, COVID has really opened our eyes on how our health is so important and how we cannot take advantage of it. I feel like Hilma is the perfect addition to any natural medicine cabinet and wellness routine. And the three co-founders are actually really close friends, which I think is really cool. I've always wanted to run a business with some of my friends. And now with Rella, it's kind of happening and it's really, really exciting. In this episode, we dive into the myths surrounding natural remedies, how three friends in business manage to stay friends in real life, what it's like to build a board of thought leaders, and some powerful truths behind over-the-counter medicines. I'm very excited to get into this episode with Lily. And of course, if you guys enjoyed this episode, if you guys have enjoyed any episodes, please be sure to leave us five stars and to review the podcast because that means so much to me. I really do read all of the reviews and also take a screenshot of you listening to this and post it on your Instagram story so other people can find the podcast recommend it to your friends I know I saw um, someone actually DM me and they put the real real in the American Express Canada newsletter so it actually went out to every single person that works at American Express in Canada and it went out it's like oh this is the podcast that you should listen to this week which I thought was so cool because American Express is such a huge company I'm sure the Canadian office is huge. And my parents actually used to work for American Express. So I was like, oh, that's so, so freaking cool. So, you know, if any of you are dealing with corporate newsletters and you're looking for a podcast, feel free to put this one in there. (laughs) But anyways, thank you guys for the love on the podcast. Again, if you do enjoy this episode or any of them, just leave us a good review, share it with your friends. But before I start rambling for too long, let's just get into the episode. You know what the best feeling is? When you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair 
hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water. And so it, so it not only gives you immediate shine, but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part. In a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I and use promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com promo code RealReal. Hi, Lily. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. I'm super excited and I'm obsessed with your company, Hilma, with the branding, with the products. I feel like they're amazing. So I'm very excited to chat about how you started Hilma. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a wild year. We're, we're a little bit over a year old, but it's been a crazy year to launch a business, as I'm sure you can imagine. So there's lots for us to talk about. Oh yeah. Especially in the wellness space. Honestly, it's kind of fitting with everything that's been going on this past year though. So I'm sure that you can say the same. It's interesting because it's definitely a time when people are more focused on their health than they ever have been before. So that Mm -hmm. has been a really interesting environment to watch a health company in. Yeah. And before we get into the topics, I wanted to first start with setting the record straight, which is some stereotypes and assumptions. And so you'll let me know if they're true or false. So, okay. Yeah. This, it's a little fun segment. I feel like you'll, you'll find these entertaining. So the first one is there are a lot of myths in the wellness space. I think that is definitely true. There's a lot of misinformation that's out there. And I actually see Hilma's role in the wellness space often as dispelling a lot of those myths. But we can we can talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, no, I'm so curious to hear about that from your perspective, especially creating this wellness company, but working alongside doctors and, you know, creating these remedies. Um, I feel like you probably see them all the time, all the like myths that people are sharing that you're just like, "Mm, that's, that's not really true. (laughs) Totally, totally. And it frustrates me because, you know, we're a company that makes natural remedies for everyday ailments. And, you know, we pride ourselves on being backed by science and working with doctors, like you said. And so I feel like it gives all of us a bad rap when I see things that are kind of obviously untrue being spread around because, you know, it contributes to skepticism and kind of the perception that natural remedies and and herbs are kind of like this woo-woo thing that's all the placebo effect. Right. And the next one is that every business needs to have a business plan. I think that that is true. It's very likely that the business plan may change and and hopefully it does change as you learn and grow. But I, I am very much the type of person who I need to, you know, write out the plan, write out my list, check off my to do's. Um, and so having a plan has always been really, really helpful for me. And when you started Hilma, was it like a traditional business plan, like a very formal 20 page plan, or was it kind of just uh, some notes for the direction that you wanted Hilma to go? Yeah. I mean, when we started Hilma, it was just an idea, honestly, Yeah, (laughs) but we definitely spent a lot of time. 
I think we started the company, we had the idea. And then we, before we started working on it full time, we spent a, a year validating the concept. So that was kind of the, the period where we were, I guess, building the business plan. Um, but it, it really, you know, it's not like we sat down and wrote out a 20 page plan. We had a ton of conversations with thought leaders in the space with other brands in the space and did a huge kind of competitive analysis and research on what what are the existing offerings why are people unsatisfied with them and then that all kind of contributed to us sitting down and saying okay we're all going to quit our jobs and like here's what we're going to achieve mm-hmm. so our plan was more saying okay we're going to launch on this date, we're going to launch with these products. Our distribution strategy is going to be X. Our marketing strategy is going to be Y. And it was really kind of, I would say, like a, a loose architecture of the objectives that we needed to achieve to get from where we were to actually launching products. Yeah. And I think that's so important. You know, like it, not everyone's plan is going to look the same, but it's really important to take that time to have some sort of plan, especially your company is so much more, you can't just randomly come up with it because there's so much that goes into it. You know, like the research that you do, I feel like probably going through, I don't know, like regulations that you have to go through to create a company like this is probably a lot. Totally. And I, I actually think like, because of all of those things that you just mentioned, we really took our time, but I think that that's actually good advice for anyone starting any kind of business is to really spend time before you make the decision to launch it or before you spend any of your money or do anything, just talking to people and validating validating your concept, validating what it is about your business that's different, that's going to make someone excited to either become a customer or become a member or whatever you're your business is going to be because it's just so important to really hone. Okay. What am I doing? Why is it different? Why does someone want this? Um, and talking to customers and competitors and just as many people as you can in your space is like always my number one piece of advice in terms of uh, how to start. I love that because now I feel like with everyone's just trying to rush, you know, everyone's like, I need to get this out. And now in a month, I need to have a product. I need to have a full running business as soon as possible. And I just, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a recipe for disaster sometimes if you rush it. And I'm not saying to not have a sense of urgency, but not rush it and cut corners and, you know, make a product that eventually is going to fail or like a, a business that's eventually going to fail. Totally. I mean, that tension between having urgency and wanting to move quickly versus wanting the quality to be really high and to make sure that you know you're putting the best possible version of your concept out into the world was something we really felt in developing Hilma you know we ended up having to delay our launch a couple of times because you know our clinical studies weren't ready and our products weren't we didn't like the experience of the product so we wanted to change it and it just it it definitely is like a, a delicate dance, I would say, in terms of when you just say, okay, I need to just launch this thing because it has to get out into the world versus saying, okay, it's worth waiting a month or so because XYZ thing is is really important to me. And I think that the way to kind of navigate that decision-making process really is by going back to that original plan and saying, okay, what are the key objectives here? Is this roadblock? 
fundamentally impeding one of those objectives? And if so, then like we need to figure it out before we launch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. And the next one is people don't care about their wellness enough. You know, I, I think that is a myth. I think that people care about their wellness right now more than ever. Um, I think there are for so many different reasons. I think first of all, there's so much information that is available to people more than there ever has been. Second of all, you know, we're all living through a pandemic that has stressed everyone out. And I think we're all thinking about our physical health, but also our mental and emotional health at the same time after kind of going through this collective trauma in a way. And I also think there's just so many options for different products that people can use. And there's, there's such a desire to kind of take your health into your own hands and try different supplements or try different, you know, if you want to be paleo or keto or whatever to, to maximize how you're feeling. I think, I think in this, in the spectrum of, of how concerned people have been with their health, I think we're probably at, at the, at the height of it right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even for me, I am someone who I feel like in the past I would, I cared about my health, but I didn't take any supplements. I didn't do anything extra. You know, it was just like, okay, just like try to be healthy, whatever that means. But now I'm very into, you know, taking supplements, trying to come up with more natural remedies. If I ever have like a headache or something, like I would much rather take Hilma than an Advil, you know? So it's like, I'm more conscious of that. So I think that it's something just kind of a shift and a trend and it's actually a good thing. I also think that people are just generally kind of feeling a little bit disillusioned by the pharmaceutical industry as a whole. And right. I think that has kind of also contributed to kind of second guessing these products that have been sitting, you know, in our medicine cabinets that we all kind of grew up on. I think that there's a lot of that as well that is kind of influencing this wave and trend towards wanting a more natural approach. Oh, totally. And I would love to know for anyone who uh, doesn't know what Hilma is, how would you describe Hilma and what company you and your co-founders created? Yes. So at Hilma, we make natural remedies that actually work. So we are focused on creating clean, natural options for anything that you would find in the OTC aisle. So our products are scientifically backed. Um, and what we mean by that is we work with doctors and we run clinical studies on all of our products themselves um, to ensure efficacy. They're all made with natural ingredients. So there's no drugs in the products, no dyes, no fillers, no added sugars, no steroids. We have a whole very long no list that is really important to us. And then each product is solutions oriented. So it's different than your average kind of supplement that you might take every day to sort of see a benefit over time. Our products are really meant to be used in the moment. So if you, you know, if you've been staring at your computer screen all day and you're starting to feel some tension in your head, you can take a helmet tension relief and you will feel relief from that, you know, within a short period of time. Mm -hmm. um, and we have products that kind of spread the gamut of, issue. So we have, like I mentioned, tension relief. We have several digestive products, one for indigestion, one for gas, and one for sort of rehydrating and rebalancing. We have several immune support products. Um, and then we also have some respiratory products, one that focuses more on congestion and one that focuses more on, um, you know, specifically sinus issues related to pollen and dust which many people are experiencing right now. 
Oh yeah. No, I love that because I feel like it's, I like how you said how you have a nose list. Is that how you started? Because there's so many things that people promote and it's so bad for you. For example, if you go to the grocery store and you want to buy a green juice, there's 20 different green juices and half of them have like 30 grams of added sugar. So it's like, uh, this is actually not healthy. So is that kind of where you came from? Like kind of saying, we don't want any of this extra stuff that's actually really bad for you. Or how did you, I guess, come up with it? Like, what was your first thought? Yeah, that's a great question. And I love telling this story. So essentially my, my two, both of my co-founders are friends of mine. We had the idea for Hilma because we were all kind of hanging out and, and I wasn't feeling well. And I said, oh, I, I feel like I have a cold coming on. Like, do you guys have anything? And one of my co-founder, Nina, pulled out an immune support packet that I'm sure is sort of ubiquitous these days. Um, it's like bright orange. It has terrible branding. There's a ton of sugar in it. And we just kind of had this moment of like, why do you have that product? Like we have, we're all people who buy organic food and buy, you know, the clean Mrs. Myers products and clean skincare and all of that. But then when it came to our medicine cabinets, we were still reaching for these products that really hadn't evolved in like decades. Um, and so we had that first kind of spark around immune support, but then we looked across the medicine cabinet and across the OTC aisle. And we saw that so many of the products that we were reaching for when we weren't feeling well were filled with ingredients that we were kind of actively trying to avoid in other categories. So like I said, sugars, fillers, dyes, um, talc, you know, a ton of different things. And so it was really a starting point for us to look at, you know, what are we, what are we trying to avoid here and put that, you know, really coherently into a, a long list. And then that was kind of the first point of discussion when we, you know, started formulating the products with our scientific advisors is like, is it possible to create a product that doesn't have any of this stuff? And we found ultimately that it was possible. Um, but it was, it was definitely challenging, particularly being a small business that doesn't have very high minimums. There are a lot of manufacturers who just said no to us, but we persevered in the end. Yeah. And how, I know you have two co-founders and you just mentioned that they were your best friends, but did you guys ever think of starting a business together and this just happened to be it? Or was it like that light bulb moment for you and you all three decided to go in on this together? We honestly, the, the idea came about and it was not super serious at first. Um, but then it just, we, we couldn't unsee it. And we kept, you know, texting each other about it and sending pictures of, you know, we want to, I would be like picking up a prescription at CVS and I would be taking pictures and sending it to them being like, this is crazy. Like, look at, look at all these ingredients and these products. And so we kind of had a come to Jesus moment where we were like, okay, are we actually going to do this? Like, are we actually going to try to figure this out? And so we ended up, we had like a summit one weekend where we decided that we were going to spend time and like kind of split up work, different research projects for each person and different kind of lanes for each person to focus on. And then from there, it was kind of out off to the races. And like I said, we worked part-time for a year before we actually quit our jobs and, you know, pursued the business on our own. And, and then it was another year after that, that we actually launched. So the, the whole process to launch was about like two and a half years. Wow. And do any of you have a science background or what was your background before this? 
We do not. So we all, all three of us kind of came to the concept at, from the consumer lens. Each of us felt like very much that this idea was a product that each of us would want to buy. So we felt that that was very compelling. But the first thing that we knew we needed was some sort of doctor or scientist to join us. My background is in content and media. I started at Vogue and then was at Refinery29 for many years. Um, And both of my co-founders have really amazing experience in the kind of DTC startup space. And so, you know, we, we knew that we needed a, a scientific advisory board and, and that was kind of one of those first research products that I mentioned where we put together a list of all the top thought leaders in the space and started reaching out to them on LinkedIn and, you know, seeing if we had mutual connections with anyone at, you know, the Herbalist University and you know, taking as many calls as we could and really trying to get one of my co-founder Nina's parents are both doctors. So trying to use as many connections as they had to talk to as many people in the medical field as we could about the concept. And it took many tries, but we did ultimately put together a, a really phenomenal board of doctors, herbalists, and PhDs who are our board and they, you know, help with everything from, you know, product development to content. Yeah, I feel like that's so important and crucial with what you guys are doing. And it's awesome that you were able to find a board that you could put together for Hilma. And I'm curious about if when you brought these doctors together, when you brought these experts together in a room, what was their reaction when you kind of were telling them what you wanted to create? Was there a lot of hesitancy or were people really excited to jump on board? So there was actually a lot of excitement. The hardest part was getting them on the phone because a lot of the people who we ultimately worked with are very, very well known and they're very busy. And, you know, there are a million wellness companies emailing them every day, asking them to help out with something. So the most challenging part was getting them to really give us time to to pitch them. But once we actually got that time, we it, everyone we spoke to was very excited about our, our products. And the most interesting and kind of validating feedback that we got was so many people said, you know, my patients are asking me for something like this. Like my patients are always asking me for, you know, they they struggle with allergies or they don't want to take XYZ pain medication. And I don't have an option to give them. Like I can give them a list of 10 supplements to take, but it's incredibly expensive and difficult to find. Um, plus like, you know, there's a lot of supplements, supplements can have varying ranges of sort of quote unquote clean labels. There's a lot of supplements that have a lot of the dyes, fillers, et cetera, that I mentioned. So that was kind of one of the most exciting things for us was to, to hear these very impressive thought leaders say to us like, yes, please make this, we need it. So, you know, having those conversations and getting those people on board was the, ultimately was the catalyst to us deciding to quit our jobs. Yeah, that's really exciting. And of course, incredibly validating to actually have them want something like that. And I mean, I can also attest that that's something that I have been looking for. My mom recently got into a lot of natural remedies because my sister actually has an autoimmune disease. And so she's been trying to find things to, you know, reduce inflammation and to like make her symptoms a little bit better or less or, you know, things like that. And there's so many nowadays, like kind of how you were saying with people being very hesitant with pharmaceuticals, it's super expensive for her. It's, there's a lot of the medicines have a lot of side effects, you know, so she's found a lot of 
natural remedies to kind of combat this along with some medicine, of course, but it's been actually a really cool journey for her seeing how natural remedies can impact so much more than even what she was looking for. So she kind of got all my family on <laughs> like supplements and making sure that they're the right ones and that they're clean. And it's, it's really validating. I feel like for you to have heard that even from like doctors and stuff like that. Totally. Well, I mean, it is, that is like a huge group of people who are kind of the Hilma early adopters are people who do have chronic illness because so many of them are very wary of taking OTC drugs and so it, it is, we've talked to a lot of customers who have had similar experiences. And what is the process like from going to, okay, we have this idea, we want to target, did you say like, we want to target tension headaches, and then you came up with a formula for that? Or like, how did you come up with your products? Yeah, so we always, whenever we're thinking about formulation, we think about the kind of overlap between how frequently the issue is experienced. Like it's something that pretty much everyone deals with from time to time. And that overlapped with the recorded efficacy of natural ingredients. So we're very lucky in the past 15 years, a ton of research has been done on herbs. And so there's a wealth of existing clinical research that's kind of like the first step for us. So we start with, okay, indigestion, for example. This is something that pretty much everyone deals with at some point. Like everyone has a bottle mm -hmm. of tumbler in their medicine cabinet. And so we knew that that was a product that we wanted to make. And so we did some research on what the most effective herbs are for that issue. And we found that there are a lot of them. So we basically put together a brief for our scientific advisors saying, we want to create a product that helps with occasional indigestion. These are like the top five herbs that we've research that we think will be great for the product based on this, you know, these five studies that we read. Um, and then their job is to either disagree with us, which happens a lot, um, but basically come back to us saying, I think like, yes, I agree. This is a great product to make. I think you should switch around these ingredients. We think you should actually include, you know, these four other ingredients. And then they also are in charge of putting together what we call a substantiation file. So we as founders do initial research looking at clinical studies, but our scientific advisors actually put together um, a very, very hefty um, wealth of existing clinical studies that support each ingredient. So we won't actually allow a pro an ingredient in our products that doesn't have significant clinical research that shows that that herb or mineral working for the use case that we're applying it to. So that is kind of step one. Then we work with an herbalist to kind of put together the exact amounts of each ingredient into the product, which is then reviewed again by our scientific advisors. And then we go into formulation, we, which is a whole, a whole other process. But that's kind of how we think about what products we want to develop. And how long does that take from like idea to having it in customers' hands? You know, it can take like two years. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that sounds like a long time. We started on our launch products, you know, around two years before we actually launched them. We just recently launched several new products this year. And those we had started working on 
before we actually had launched the brand. So it, it does take a really long time. The reason, you know, we're, we're actually proud of that, even though it can be frustrating at times when we want to move really quickly, but it, it really results in a much higher quality product. And, and it's been very important to us from the beginning to really make differentiated high quality products that are going to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important. And I mean, when you are dealing with something in the wellness space like this, it's really important to make sure that they do work, especially for your even credibility. Like if it didn't work, you wouldn't have customers. Totally. And that's really like what we've seen to be really exciting about the products and, and our customers, to be honest, is I, you know, I talk to customers every week. It's one of my favorite things to do is, is do customer interviews. And everyone I talk to is like, I've been telling everyone I know about Hilma. I'm so excited. I haven't found something that works so well for my upset stomach. And I've been telling all my friends to buy it. And it's so interesting because that is in some ways our most powerful marketing tool is the products themselves mm -hmm. and, you know, word of mouth, because it's the type of thing where if you find something that works for you, like you want, you just want to share it with everybody and be helpful. So, so we're really proud of that. Yeah. And what are some myths kind of going back to our, one of our first questions or the setting the record straight, what are some myths that you have seen in this wellness space that do kind of frustrate you being in it now and being in it for a few years? Well, there's a lot of skepticism about if natural remedies actually work. We hear a lot of people say like, oh, it's the placebo effect or, you know, I need something like really strong. And I always kind of laugh when I hear that because herbs are incredibly powerful. Like actually our concern usually with products that we're formulating is to make sure that they are not too powerful, <laughs> you know, that, that all of the doses are actually safe because you know, herbs, herbs are, and, and really like outline kind of how they interact with each other because herbs are very powerful and very strong. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons that skepticism is actually one of the reasons that we chose to do our clinical studies, because, um, like I mentioned, we, we based product formulation on existing research, but then we take the additional step of actually doing our own research. So that enables us to say to the skeptics, you know, 94% of people who try our upset stomach relief experienced relief within 30 minutes of taking the product. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a, a result of testing that we've done. So it's, it's, we're definitely fighting against a lot of that, but, you know, we always say, just try it and you'll see. Yeah. I, I definitely feel that way because I mean, I have friends that I have recommended like supplements to or natural remedies to, and they're like, oh, this doesn't work. And I'm like, why? Like, why do you say that? Like, I don't understand the skepticism. Like, I think people think because it's, I don't know, honestly, what the reason is. I guess, like you said, people think it's like a bunch of woo-woo, but it's not. I always try to get people on it. I, I also think it's harder with like a vitamin, for example, it's hard to know like if it's quote unquote working or even like a hair supplement or like, you know, something for energy. Like you never really know if you, how you feel. I think a lot of people are kind of out of touch with their bodies and it's difficult to really tangibly feel the effects. And that's why we're actually in a, in an interesting position because with our products, like if you're, if you're uncomfortable and then that discomfort goes away, like, you know, that it worked. Mm -hmm. even things like a probiotic where you're taking something every day and like you see results over time, but it's, it's hard to know. Right. 
it's hard to see like, was it this or was it just like with time it got better or something else? Yeah, no, I can see that definitely. Right. And there's so many different things that we all do. Like, you know, is it because I got a better night's sleep that my stomach is feeling better? Or is it, you know, it's, there's, there's so many variables, I guess is what I'm trying to say. During COVID. So you guys launched a little bit prior to COVID or during COVID? Um, We had one month prior to COVID. Okay. (laughs) Which was, uh, in retrospect, a, a sweet time. But yeah, so we we launched, we, we basically launched, right? As COVID <laughs> launched as well. So I guess I was going to ask, how has your business shifted since? We really only know COVID. When, when we first launched, we saw people really gravitating towards our trio of products. It was something new. People wanted to try them out. So they were buying like the set of upset stomach, tension and immune. But then when COVID really kind of took over, we definitely saw like a huge spike in our immune support products. But I think, you know, that was kind of temporary. Um, and, and we've really seen that people are, are more excited about us as like a cross-category solution. Like people are excited, like, oh, it's a natural medicine cabinet. That's cool. I want to try it. I think for a lot of people, immune support was kind of like the entry point And that I think COVID had something to do with that. But now people are trying products across the whole portfolio and um, are loving them. Yeah. You have some advantages of opening also during this time because yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was very hard once COVID hit, but I feel like now you really can adapt to a lot, (laughs) like no matter what comes your way. Yes. It definitely was challenging in the sense like, you know, we had just set up our logistics and operations and things weren't getting sent out. And like, we had to figure out how to work remotely with a small team and it was wild. Um, But in terms of consumer demand, I think it was, you know, people really are focused on their health. So it was interesting. Mm -hmm. And do you have any, I guess, other wellness rituals that you do during the day, maybe like a morning routine that you do that is very focused or grounded in wellness? Yes. Um, I have many things. I have our Hilma immune support every morning. Um, but so that's obviously part of my kind of wellness routine. Um, but I also try to go outside every morning. Like I, I, I would love to say that I work out every morning. I try, but I don't totally get there, but I definitely go outside, even if it's raining or even if it's snowing, like go outside, walk around the block, take a couple of deep breaths. And I find that on days when I do that, I just, I am just more calm throughout the day. Um, and it really, really helps. I'm also crazy about drinking water. So I, I have a huge, you can't see me right now, but I have a huge water bottle next to me at all times. And I've really been actually recently, we, we, we launched a new product recently called Stomach Reset. Um, and it has a lot of really amazing, it has a goji berry for prebiotic, but it also has really hydrating electrolytes. And so I've been actually speaking of hydration, kind of having that in the afternoon and it's been great. Yeah. I love going outside in the mornings too, or at least before my day ends, I have to kind of go on a walk outside if, Mm -hmm. especially if the weather is nice, because I just feel so trapped in my apartment if I'm here all day long. (laughs) Totally. Even if it's two minutes, it's like, okay, mentally, I'm going to take time for myself. I try not to bring my phone. I just like breathe. And it really, really helps calm me down. And I think that, you know, mental health is such an important part of wellness. I feel like, you know, it all starts from there. So whatever you can do to start your day on a more grounded foot is worth it. 
Oh, totally. And what is the one of the best pieces of advice that you've received when starting a business? So I guess if someone is looking to start a business in 2021, what's a yeah. piece of advice that you would give them? To this question, I always just say, do your research. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing is more valuable than being prepared. And just no matter what your businesses or whatever, what honestly, whatever endeavor you are undertaking, if it's a business or if it's just a new job or whatever it is, do your research, look into the concept, look at your competitors, talk to customers, talk to everyone you can find who knows more about that topic than you. That's always my number one thing. The second thing is talk to people who disagree with you. Mm -hmm. and find people who don't think that your business is a good idea and hear out their perspectives um, because it will only strengthen your plans and and also will likely surface things that are really important or, or challenges that you're likely going to face. So that's really important. And then the third piece of advice that I always like to give is find partners who are good at things that you are not good at. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <is> yeah. <laughs> Um, in my situation with my co-founders, um, I'm very, you know, I'm chief brand officer. So I'm focused on all of our marketing, all of our brand visuals, our packaging, like kind of all the ways we show up in the world, our messaging. And I am not good at, you know, operations or logistics or finance. And my partners are just phenomenally talented in all of those arenas, it works well for many reasons. One, because it makes a, a better business, but two, because for in terms of our kind of interpersonal relationship, it's nice that each of us has a specific thing that we own. And it, you know, I get a lot of questions like, is it is it hard having three co-founders? And for us, it really isn't because we're all our skill sets are all so differentiated. Yeah, I think that's so important because it might be nice to go into business with someone who's similar to you, but I actually think that that causes more problems than not because you overlap, you know, and then you might get into disagreements on who's doing what, or if you guys disagree on a certain idea and you both claim that you're the expert in that. Like, I think for a business to work, especially in the beginning, you have to have your own strengths that are different than the ones of your co-founders. Yeah, exactly. You'll work with smart people and they will have a perspective on something that they're not necessarily the expert in. Like, I think that's what's been so inter- so fun for me actually about starting a business is, you know, now I have learned so much about, about like operations and logistics and product development and, and all of that. And my co-founders have learned so much about social media and branding and all of that. And I, it's, it's a really fun experience to work with people who have skills that you don't because you will inevitably learn more. Mm-hmm. And before we go, I wanted to end it with a segment called Feels Over Reels. So the Real Real podcast is all about, you know, how social media is a highlight reel. But I'd like to know anything maybe that you're grateful for this week or anything in your feels this week it could be any anything. <laughs> Something I'm grateful for. Well, I'm in Los Angeles this week. And so I'm very grateful for the sunshine. Oh, so nice. Those morning walks that I mentioned to you are much more pleasant being out in LA. Although my morning walks have been very early because I'm working East Coast hours. So I've been up at like five, but yeah, I'm very grateful to be out here and to, to be seeing friends who I haven't seen in over a year. Yeah, that's so nice. That's always, that's always a perk of, I feel like now this year we have a lot more hope and we have a lot, you know, a lot to be grateful for this year compared to last year. 
Yeah. And I also just feel generally kind of more grateful for my relationships than I ever have before because mm-hmm. I haven't, and I'm, you know, everybody feels this way, but I have, you know, not seen so many of my friends and it makes me appreciate our relationship and like how important it is to, you know, see people and, and spend time with your friends than in a way that I, I kind of hadn't really noticed before. Yeah. Also, where can people find you and where can they find Hilma or purchase Hilma? Oh, yeah. So you can find me. My Instagram is just my name. It's at Lily Galef. Um, And Hilma is at Hilma underscore co on Instagram. Um, and to buy Hilma, you can go to our website, which is Hilma.co, or you can pick us up in your local Target. Um, we recently launched in Target, which has been amazing and so exciting for us. Um, so make sure to check our store locator because we're not in every single target, but we are in over 700 of them. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Congratulations. It's really, really exciting. Yeah. And please, and anyone listening, if you see us at target, please take a picture and and share it because it makes us so happy to see people shopping the products. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. It was so, so nice to meet you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday.